Have you ever heard of stick or have any clue what it is? Today we're going to talk about perseverance, enduring, and stick If you have struggled sticking to things in the past or are currently perseverance challenged, tune in for tips on developing more tenacity and persistence beginning today. And as promised, here is a shout out to Kenna Rose 07. In this review, she said, I'm speechless. I've listened to all the episodes in just a few days, and in implementing just a few of her suggestions, my life is already more full of happiness, more full of fulfillment and joy. I cannot recommend this podcast more. I plan to listen to them all over and over again. Thank you so much for this review. As always, these reviews help a lot in getting my name out there. I really hope you know how much I appreciate your support and your kind words. Thank you for putting out those out there, and I'll continue to share more in the future. Hello, I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. So you've probably heard the phrase enduring to the end, but until recently, that didn't feel like such a tall order. So if you're like me and my clients, as always, you've probably arrived at a lot of your general goals and dreams. So maybe that was developing a testimony, or getting married, having kids, or getting an education, or even being more financially stable, or things like that. But now that you have those things, you find yourself plateauing and wonder how to find your drive again to not just endure, but to develop the drive to thrive in this next stage of life. I know I've talked about some of these things before, and I find that with every client, They need these reminders again and again and from different angles and different aspects of it. So today is all about perseverance and stick to So this can be called a lot of different things, which I'll review in just a second. But I wanted to give this episode today, especially because I did a little research out of curiosity on my own one day about how quickly people quit podcasting. I've heard the number was high, but I wasn't really sure what that was. And I found that 90% of podcasters don't get to episode three. So that's 1.8 million who quit. And out of the 200,000 left, 90% will quit after episode 20. And actually, I think I found that out around episode 20. So I was going to share this then, but I ended up sharing it just a little bit later. So this is in celebration of that. A little reward to myself, if you will, of sticking to it 
really exemplifying that stick to for my audience of persevering and getting past that hump, the hardest part of podcasting, which is just the learning stage, that learning curve, even if it's not podcasting, whatever it is for you. I wonder if there's something that you can celebrate or you can even do a little research to find out how many people really stick to this and then celebrate your wins just like this. So I don't really... Actually, I despise math, so I don't know what percentage that makes me after that 90% and 90%. Maybe I should know that. I don't know. (laughs) It's a very small percentage, and I am so grateful that you guys have been here to support me so that I could make it that far. If I were the only one listening, all this hard work would be a challenge for sure. So I wanted to share some examples today with you of perseverance and tenacity. I've shared some with you before for other things that are pretty similar to this topic, but I have some new ones for you today, just some really simple ones. Many of you know Harrison Ford. You've seen him in Star Wars and many other things. But until his 30s, he was a carpenter. And now, as you know, he's very famous and he's a producer and dabbles in a lot of other things. What he said was, you have to have the darkness for the dawn to come. And I like that because if you're a carpenter until you're in your 30s and you feel something else inside of you that wants to do something, like I don't know his story, but for him, maybe he had wanted to act for a very long time and he didn't feel like he could or maybe he thought he was getting too old, whatever it might be. He had to experience that darkness for the dawn to come. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Ang Lee, but Ang Lee is a film director and until 31... He was a jobless house husband. And currently, he's the first Asian director to win an Oscar, a Golden Globe, and I don't know if this is B-A-F-T-A or if you say BAFTA. Sorry, I don't know. (laughs) For Best Director. And he's the only director to win both the Golden Bear and the Golden Lion multiple times. And this is what he said. That was the lowest point in my life. We just had our second son, and when I went to collect from the hospital, I went to the bank to try and get some money to buy diapers. The screen showed I had $26 left. I'm sure you can all relate to that. Those moments where you just feel so overburdened, so overwhelmed, and wonder how you can possibly keep going. Well, my point in sharing several of these examples, and I will share a few more, is that all of these people had to develop perseverance and stick to to learn to push past their life plateaus. I don't know if you're familiar with Mary Kay Ash, but she is the creator owner of Mary Kay Cosmetics. But until 45 years old, she sold books and home goods door to door. But eventually she became the founder of Mary Kay Cosmetics and is an incredibly influential businesswoman. She said, don't let the negatives of life control you. Rise above them. Use them as your stepping stones to go higher than you ever dreamed possible. And if you know much about her, you can recognize that she practiced what she preached. She really did go higher than she thought possible. So when I was thinking about perseverance and stick I was researching, like I said, some of these examples, but then thinking about any personal examples too. And I think I've mentioned this before, but I got my master's degree when I was a mother of four kids, and I did homeschooling through that, and I was working at three and four in the morning so that I wouldn't go into more debt with school debt, and life felt impossible. 
when I shared that example of Ang Lee, that struck a chord in me too. And I know you and my clients, like they've shared many times, have those moments when it just feels like way too much. I don't know if I've mentioned this one before, but there was a time when my daughter stopped breathing for four minutes when she was a baby. And I had her in my arms when she gave up that last breath. And that whole situation of being in the NICU for a, a few weeks and not knowing what was wrong, not knowing if she would stop breathing again, and not having a lot of answers, that felt impossible. Or when my son was born six weeks early and I was in the hospital for many weeks before that, and then I was with him in the hospital for many weeks after that when I had three young kids at home. Or other times when... We didn't have insurance because we had just moved states. And shortly after having my first child, I started hemorrhaging multiple times and I couldn't even get into the emergency room for hours and had to go back multiple times, which incurred massive debt in a very short time for starving students. And what we had to do to navigate that stress and that overwhelm for several years. Now, I wish you were here in front of me and that you could share some of these experiences of overwhelm and those moments in life where you just felt like it was too much and you didn't know how you were going to persevere. And I know you all have some, but because you can't all be here as my guest right now, I just want you to envision what those experiences were. Or maybe you're currently going through them. Think about those experiences as I talk about these things today. Or maybe just think about the plateaus that you're experiencing in your life. Maybe they're not huge mountains right now, but they're consistent plateaus that are keeping you from reaching the summit of the mountain. So I ran across this article on theartofmanliness.com, which is all about personal leadership. I really loved how they summarized this chapter in this book by Donald A. Laird called Building Personal Leadership. And this is an older book, but I loved the concept. Now, these concepts are not new, but they are powerful and worth learning again and again. So I'm going to share Donald A. Laird's five tips here again today, and I will put all of those references again in the show notes for you to review as you would like to. The first thing that Donald A. Laird says to do is to sink your ships. Now, what does that mean? When I first read that, I had no idea. But what he means by that is that a reasonable goal does not encourage stick to So by sinking his ships, he made retreat more unpleasant than fighting through to a winning conclusion. Sticking was less embarrassing than quitting would have been. Now, I'm not sure if I've told you this story before, but if I haven't, it's worth retelling. With one of my friends, I did this thing called fun fails, and and it reminds me of this concept where he makes retreat more unpleasant than fighting through to a winning conclusion. Now, I don't even remember what it was that we're doing. I'm pretty sure it was some sort of health challenge. It might even even been a sugar thing, like avoiding sugar. I don't really know. But whoever caved first and had sugar or didn't exercise, whatever it was, the other one would be able to choose an outfit for them to wear to the gym, and they had to work out in it. I won this particular bet, and I gave my friend some sort of like flamenco outfit. It was some mesh, stretchy, hot pink (laughs) unitard, 
And then it had a bright pink spandex skirt with like this crushed velvet accents and silver and purple ruffles all over it. It was quite hideous. And the response at the gym was awesome. But I had so much fun with that, probably because I wasn't the one wearing it. But in this situation, we'd made the retreat more unpleasant than fighting through to a winning conclusion. So there was no way that I wasn't going to win that. So this is one way you could sink your ships. Whatever it is for you, whether it's a fun fail or something else, find out how you can sink your ships. And he also said, tell the world in advance, or at least tell someone who will know and disapprove of it if you don't stick to it. I found that to be very true. Like me just putting it out there to a women's retreat that I did really helped me stick to my commitment to launching a podcast, even though they weren't even asking about it really. And the same thing with doing the retreats. I told several friends, I wrote it down, and I made sure that retreat was so much more unpleasant. So are you going to sink or swim? Make sure that you swim. You know yourself best and you know how you can sink your ships so that you are making your retreat more unpleasant than fighting through to a win. Dwayne Johnson said, success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. Donald's number two tip is change your grit. Discouragement is a natural enemy to stick to but discouraging situations are inevitable. It's very hard to control or predict what is going to come, and progress is never uniform. Some days we have a lot of progress, and then we might have a very disappointing week with very little or no progress at all. And this is what psychologists call the plateau of despond. That sounds like a really old-fashioned term for it. So it's like when you're very despondent or when you want to surrender or when you feel very disheartened. I'm sure we can all relate to that. You just feel on the verge of surrendering. They first discovered this when they were doing some experiments with people learning telegraphy. You guys, I don't even know what telegraphy is. (laughs) Well, what they found is that each learner had periods when they would practice and they would not improve either their speed or their accuracy. Maybe this is just typing or keyboarding. (laughs) I really should look this up. Anyway, I digress. After a week or so of this really frustrating plateau, all of a sudden they would find themselves starting to see gains again. So that plateau of despond or that surrender is there for almost everything that we do. I really wish I had a cooler name. Maybe I should come up with my own. Unfortunately, I can't think of a P word that means surrender or quitting. So so you're going to have to come up with your own there, but let me know if it's a good one. The point of all that is that plateaus make us give up. So many people quit right before things are about to improve. Just remember that when you're in a plateau. Or maybe it's even that valley where you really feel like There's no way you're going to have any gains. Hang on and endure because they will come. Those gains will happen. We see that even in these experiments, these plateaus that we all see, just like Donald mentioned. 
He said that when the veil of discouragement descends or when the results seem to taper off, that is the time to look for slight changes, to alter the grip and not to quit. That is the time to make a fresh start, but in a slightly different way. So keep the goal, but merely change the approach slightly. So that is what he meant by change your grip. Change your grip and don't just abandon everything. Still recognize that you are about to start climbing again. That plateau is not going to last forever. And it is on the verge of changing if you just change your grip. So how are you going to change your grip? Think about that thing that I asked you to imagine earlier. Like what plateau are you now experiencing? How can you, how can you not abandon it but make a fresh start in a slightly different way? How can you keep the goal with just a slightly different approach? Let me give you a couple examples here. I've mentioned this before, but maybe you're just not feeling it at the gym and you want to have movement, but you don't want it to be so hard. Just keep the goal of movement, but change the approach slightly. Now you're just going to go on a walk with your neighbor three times a week, and it's going to be a short walk. That's how you're going to keep your goal for moving more than you are right now, but you're just going to change your approach slightly. And in this example, this is kind of a big change. Maybe it could be a smaller change if you still want to stick with the gym. Okay, so that's for movement. Let's talk about food. Maybe you just want to focus on half of your plate being produce. You don't want to worry about sugar. You don't want to worry about fried foods. You don't want to worry about any of that right now. But your goal was to improve your health. Well, you're not going to abandon your goal. You're just going to change it slightly so it doesn't feel so overwhelming. Just half of your plate when you eat is produce. That's all you need to focus on. Okay, maybe your goal is improving your spirituality. And you have a lot of big goals and desires. And you're feeling like you've plateaued. Like you are not reading scriptures for 30 minutes every day, for example. Well, maybe instead you are not abandoning your goal to improve your spirituality, but you're attacking it from a different angle. So maybe you can read a chapter a day. The main goal here is improving your spirituality. So you're just altering it a little bit. So you're not tanking and you are still climbing, but you are altering it a little bit. The third tip is say no to yourself. He said there are two D's which undermine persistence. One is discouragement and the other is distraction. This is very useful for those that are easily distracted. And I like some of the examples he gave. He said that these people are like butterflies. They waver from one attractive flower to another. And butterflies go in a zigzag course. Bees stick to one flower until the nectar is extracted. So they're not so flighty. <laughs> no pun intended. Human butterflies also zigzag through life. These are the people that get a good start on one thing and then they're distracted and they go off to another. Often they don't have this ill intent but they leave a trail of unfinished work. And these are goals that have been forgotten about as they get excited about a new one. He suggests that saying no and mean it to all of these sidetracks. When we say no, he says it this way, say no to the relishes and hors d'oeuvres so you will have more room for the roast. Don't be like a small boy who cried because he was so full of bread and jam that he couldn't eat the apple pie. So save room for that apple pie. 
don't get so filled up with all those other distractions that are the things that you don't actually care about as much. So for me, this was learning Spanish, even though I really want to learn it. It's just not my main goal right now. This was learning guitar. Again, love it, but it's keeping me from other things. This was also working for somebody else. I was not becoming a creator by working for someone else. And I'm not telling you to stop learning another language or to stop playing guitar or to stop working for someone. I'm just asking you to explore how you are being distracted. What is keeping you stuck on that plateau? What is preventing you from persevering and sticking to things? I want to share a quote that I've shared with some of my clients before that I really enjoy. It said, we are kept from our goal, not by obstacles, but to a clear path to a lesser goal. Again, those are things like Spanish or guitar or working for someone else. What are your lesser goals? What are you getting distracted by? That is really not what you want to be focusing on. It's just an easier thing, but not the thing that you want the most. Anyway, that quote was by Robert Brault. As you're listening today, I really hope that you're thinking about what those lesser goals are that are distracting you. Now, before I go into number four, I don't think I actually mentioned what stick is. It's just simply what the words sound like. You're sticking to something. It's the quality that allows someone to continue trying to do something even though it's difficult or unpleasant. I actually looked it up and this phrase has been around since 1871, which is astonishing because I swear I listened to an episode a couple years ago where someone claimed to have coined that phrase, but it's been around for a while. There's even videos that have been around for at least 12 years that are talking about it. So that is what stick is, and I apologize for leaving you in the dark for as long as I did. <laughs> Maybe it kept you on the edge of your seat, though, so we'll call it a win. Number four. Donald Laird said, Kites fly highest against a stiff wind. I've heard the same concept be applied to trees, or remember when I mentioned steel. Through the fiercest fire, the finest steel is forged. Or just like those examples I mentioned earlier, where Harrison Ford was a carpenter until his 30s, and Ang Lee was, and Ang Lee didn't even have a job until he was 31, and how successful he became, or how Mary Kay Ash sold books door to door until she was 45, among just a few examples. Several of us have found that bad luck ends up being exactly what we need. So instead of quitting, you can change your grip and say no and convert the bad luck or that obstacle into a stepping stone. Now remember when I talk about the victim cycle, about above and below the line. Are these things happening to me or for me? Is this really an obstacle or am I myself more of the obstacle? The obstacles that we face, those plateaus or those valleys, can actually be made a stepping stone that leads us in the right direction. That just made me think of the song by Rascal Flatt called Bless the Broken Road. So I looked up the lyrics to that really quickly and I want to share the part that it made me think of. In the song it says that every long lost dream led me to where you are. Others who broke my heart, they were like northern stars, pointing me on my way into your loving arms. This much I know is true. 
that God blessed the broken road that led me straight to you. And then just this other line I liked in it. You've been there. You understand. It's all part of a grander plan that is coming true. And then back into that chorus that says that every long lost dream was like northern stars that led him into the loving arms of his whoever that was. <laughs> and we can apply this to anything, right? Everything that we experience can be like northern stars that helps us reach the summit, that helps us rise up from that plateau or that valley. There is a grander plan and just trusting in that. Now, many of my audience is spiritual, but some of you that listen, I know that you are not. And even if you are not, I know that you also see that there is a bigger picture. There is a grander plan. These things can be for you and they don't have to be happening to you. So don't give up. Hang on. Practice that stick-to-itiveness and that perseverance. Practice that tenacity. And in case you're wondering what tenacity is, I love definitions so I often look them up, but tenacity is the quality or fact of being very determined. And that's also having persistence. So do you have those qualities? And if not, how can you adopt them? Well, these tips will definitely help with that, with that stick-to-itiveness and that perseverance. And I'll review them again at the end. A true leader thrives on obstacles and does not let it set them back or abandon, or abandon their goals. All right, here is the last tip of the day. Pretend it's easy. Donald Laird talked about a psychologist in California that gave people a series of math problems. And half of the people were told, you'll find these problems very difficult, but do the best that you can, even though you may fail to solve many of them. And then the other people were told, these are all easy, but we still want you to work on them just for practice. You'll probably get them all right, but let's work on them anyway. Very, very different approaches here. The kids who approached the problems that expected failure did actually fail. They made a lot more mistakes and took longer to work those problems than the other group did. So it wasn't the problems that made these kids struggle. It really was that mindset or how it was approached. The attitude in which we approach a job makes such a difference. If you are struggling with determination, stick-to-itiveness, or perseverance... Just pretend it's easy. I know I mentioned it in an episode not long ago about the 10x rule, and this can seem like the opposite. If you remember that, he said, just imagine that it's going to be 10 times harder because it usually will be. Well, that sometimes does work for me, and sometimes it does not. So that I know that's a little bit of a paradox. I have a lot of those in my life, and that's okay. I often do pretend it will be easy. You can trick yourself into believing those things. For example, I don't really think it's hard to get up early anymore. I really love it. But in the beginning, I did have to pretend it was easy. I had to tell myself that this is fine. I'm just going to take a nap later if I'm tired. And I found that 80% of my most effective time, can I even say 80%? I really think it's 100%, but I'll say 80, <laughs> is in those early morning hours. So I can forgo those but I am so much less effective. So I do what it takes to pretend that's easy because I know how important that time is. 
In his book, Donald understood the importance of mindset, the importance of optimism. When you give instructions to other people, tell them it's going to be easy. I think I've also mentioned that with my kids, I just started setting a five-minute timer for cleaning up, and almost always, the whole downstairs is clean. We have to tell ourselves, like, okay, it's just going to take five minutes. Anyone can do five minutes. Those kind of little tricks and hacks are what will make the difference in your life. All right, my friends, here is a quick recap of those five things. Number one, sink your ships. How are you going to sink your ships? How are you going to make retreat more unpleasant? Number two, change your grip. So don't change your main overarching goal. Just change your approach a little bit. Change it up so that you are still getting healthy. You're still improving your spirituality. You are still doing that main goal, but maybe you have to go about it differently so that you can succeed. Number three, say no to yourself. What lesser things are getting in the way of greatness? What lesser things are preventing you from persevering and being determined and sticking to things and having some self-respect? Number four, use obstacles for stepping stones. Just think of that song. Think of Rascal Flats. Think of the northern lights that are leading you somewhere so much better and in your micro view of the world right now, it's so hard to see where those things are going to go. If I think back on when my daughter stopped breathing for four minutes or when I think about being in massive debt after several emergency room visits when we didn't have insurance or when I think about my son being premature and having so many health struggles and being in the hospital for weeks, I did not see how we would get out of that. I did not see how that could be a stepping stone towards greater things, and yet it came to pass. So hang on, because just like that study talked about, that plateau of no success, of little improvements, is almost over. Just beyond that are the gains, and they are waiting for you, my friend. The last one, pretend it's easy. Fake it till you make it, even if it doesn't feel like it's easy, You can trick your brain. Do it. Use the verbiage. Use the words. Do whatever you need to do to pretend it's easy until you start to believe it. It's amazing what mindset does. We don't want you to lie to yourself and invalidate yourself, but there is this space where pretending is a valuable tool so that you can improve your mindset and rise above those plateaus. I hope you enjoyed these five tips today. I hope they're game changers for you for implementing stick in your life. I know that if you apply these things, you will have greater determination and perseverance, tenacity, grit, all of those things in your life so that you can find the drive to thrive. And you will. And I know that you're going to. Please share your wins with me on social media or leave a review about your wins and I can share it on these episodes. And last but not least, a reminder that I am launching Igniting Life coming up quickly. This is for individuals on August 21st of this year. I specifically did this time because for many of you, your kids will be going back to school at about this time and I find my clients are often saying, The hardest times of year are right after Christmas, 
and right after summer when there's been a lot of chaos and no structure and just a lot of back and forth. But for those of you that are really looking to have greater gains and structure and more accountability, as well as those professional resources, this is going to be a pivotal time of year for you to jump back in in the right way towards improving your mental health and wellness and even your spirituality. I guarantee you, again, that you'll get 10 times what you pay. I promise to over-deliver so that you and I can both create massive ripples for good in our own life and in the lives of others. So please do not hesitate to sign up because there are limited spots. All right, have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you back here soon. And remember to shine boldly and brightly and spread those positive ripples. Take care. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.